1: FM 89.0 independent community mini and now my Hare Mike your Tanakhwe. I'm Bruce and Mel Discal, and a guest this afternoon is twenty to one. Hope your afternoon is going well. We're back celebrating Christmas It looks, was only yesterday We were celebrating Christmas, weren't we? Anyway, what's on this afternoon's program? We've got some more memories of the Founders Theatre And uh, Mel Driscoll will be joining us very, very shortly Uh, But right now, let's take a look at December 4, 2022 338, we've only got 27 days to go and uh, hope you get down to Garden Place Because the Christmas tree is up And there's shows going on all the time down there Great show last night 1745 277 years ago This year Charles Edward Stewart's army Reaches Derby Bonnie Prince Charlie Of course It's furthest point In the second Jacobite uprising The prince set up camp in the city. His plan was to march south to seize the British crown. The prince abandoned his um, his quest and retreated at the rear of his army.
2: Speed bodyboard like a bar. The sailors cry. Carry the lad that's born to be king over the sea to sky. Loud the winds howl, loud the waves roar, thunder claps rend the air. Powerful our foes stand by the shore. Like a bird on the wing Onward the sailors cry Carry the lad that's born to be king Over the sea to sky Though the waves leap Soft shall he sweep Oceans are royal bed rocked in the deep I will keep watch by your weary head Speed bunny boat like a bird on the wing onward the sailors cry Carry the lad that's born to be king over the sea to sky Man The man of fought on that day Well, the claymore could wield When the night came Silently lay dead on Culloden's field Speed bunny boat like a bird on the wing Onward the sailor's cry Carry the lad that's born to be king over the sea to sky. Wander our homes, exile and death, scatter the lion men. Yet ere the sword pull in the sheath, Charlie will come again. Bunny boat like a bird on the wing on with the sailors cry carry the lad that's born to be king over the sea to sky over the sea to sky.
1: Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Radio, Kenneth McKellar, The Sky Boat Song. Well, here's here's a blast from the past. He was born this day, 85 years ago. Does the name Max Bayer Jr. mean anything to you? Probably not. But to many people, he's the only surviving cast member of the Beverly Hillbillies. Max Bayer, Jr. was born this day in 1937, son of Olympic boxer Max Bayer, Sr. Bayer, Jr. played the doom witted nephew of Buddy Epson's character Jed Clampett. Of course, it was Jethro. Of course, Miss Hathaway had the hots for Jethro, of course, as you know. After the demise of the Beverly Hill Billies, Bayer produced Ode to Billy Joe, Inspired by the famous Bobby Gentry hit, Memories from 1962.
3: I've been listening to my story about a man named ted through a mountain there barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling brew. All oh, that is black gold, Texas tea. He said, Jet, move away from there. He said, California is the place you ought to be. So he loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly Hills, that is, swimming pools, and movie stars. Goodbye to Jed and all his men. They would like to thank you, folks, for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back again to this locality to have a heap and heaven off their hospitality. Beverly Hillbillies, that's what they call them now.
1: Nice folks, you all come back here. Celebrating Max Bayer Jr.'s birthday today and uh, that's the Flattened scrugs, the Ballad of Jed Clampett. Well, the foundation stone of the Founders Theatre laid by Governor-General the Viscount Cobham. Then Mayor Dr. Ness Rogers opened the theatre November 17, 1962. On the um, 25th anniversary of the theatre, Rogers recalled, Then... Then um, Hamilton was just a bloody cow town I'm quoting the late Dr Dennis Rogers Well Sir Howard Morrison The Founders Theatre 1982 Backed by The Andal Sisters, musical director Wayne Senior, the special filmed By TVNZ And of course you know the song I'm going to play For Kare Amai Oh
4: my God When I In awesome Wonder Comes through all The works Thy hands Have made I see The stars I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe displayed. Oh, God! Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the three most important things in life, faith, hope, and love. It's with my love that I thank you all for sharing this night with me.
1: TFM 89.0 Independent Community Media. What a grand song. And the Hal Morrison's Hal Morrison version recorded at the Founders Theatre in 1982. Great acoustics and great special. Still gives me goosebumps.
4: It's beginning to look a lot
5: like Christmas everywhere
6: you go take a look in 5 and 10
1: great to see that christmas tree back up in garden place and uh, the big show in the uh, square yesterday Not
4: like christmas
1: toys in every store and we'll continue our memories of the founders through to 2 o'clock this afternoon on your
5: own front door. Pair of hopper long boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Down will talk and we'll go for a walk as the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly
7: wait
8: for
7: school
1: to start it again. It's the to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, just a note here that our guest last week talking about the dogs. He reminisced about seeing Little River Band in town. Well, they appeared at Seddin Park. Yes, Sedden Park. On February 17, 1983. 25 million records sold worldwide. 13 top 20 hits in America.
8: Look up here
1: That's the Little River Band, set in park in 1983. Hey, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The great Johnny Mantis. Good afternoon, sir.
0: Afternoon, and I see the people making their way into the city of Hamilton going down to the Santa Parade. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, well,
1: we it, should be we should be on a float somewhere.
0: Oh, well, let's take us to the Bay of Islands, Oh where Rachel Biggins is there with her husband, Luke Treadwell. And in addition to the family, the news, Rachel. <laughs>
9: Hi, Melvin. We've had a little baby girl called
0: Hazel. Oh, yeah.
1: congratulations!
9: <laughs> hey, everything fl-
1: everything fine with the baby? Oh,
9: it's fabulous! Yep,
0: she's had her first day on the boat today. So, ha- um, lovely. Have that's you correct. have you have you named her yet? Yes, uh, Hazel. Oh, that's Hazel. A, that's a good name. Another lovely. little yachty in the uh, coming up there. So, take <laughs> command of your catamaran yacht, Copico. So that's right. She's skipper in training. It's wonderful that she is exposed to that light. How are things going in the Bay of Islands, though? The holidays are near, if not already begun. However, it follows a season when people couldn't reach you to charter your yacht or all the people who were missing from the Bay of Islands. That's
9: right, yeah. The town has really come alive now that we've got our international travellers back and we've got our domestic travellers still travelling throughout New Zealand so it's really nice and the weather's turned it on for us too for the how's, holiday season
1: How's the COVID cases in Northern? Because when I hear from the Ministry of Health on their latest COVID cases I start to worry that this summer could we could be in a bit of trouble
9: Yes, it looks like things are moving again um, Not 100% sure about what the cases are looking like actually I've kind of had my mind on other things for the last couple of weeks, <laughs> um, but yes. yes, it's definitely uh, you know it's definitely on everyone's mind at the moment for sure. Yeah.
0: But inevitably, the date creeps around when barefoot sailing adventures is back to normal. How far off is that?
9: Um. Oh, I, that might be a little bit hard to say. Um. The the tourism predictions are still saying that we're looking at regular visitation back by 2025. Um, obviously we've got some markets that still aren't able to travel to New Zealand like China um, and obviously people are still a little bit uncertain about travelling just yet as well with COVID etc. Um, but we're doing okay. We're, we've, um, we've done well with our, our seasons from starting in October and yeah we're really happy with how things are going at the moment so that's great for us.
1: You've got a Blue. When I see pictures of Northland and your area, I see blue skies, calm seas. Are you out on your vessel this afternoon? We
9: well, are. Yeah, the the guys are doing some maintenance on the boat, so I thought I'd grab a chance to hop on with little Hazel. And the weather is stunning. It's a very light breeze, so that's nice. And yeah, definitely blue skies. And
0: and
1: she's got yeah, a life. She's got a life jacket on.
9: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: And while wandering about in the sand. The people of the Bay of Islands watch the tourists flood into town. The catamaran yacht itself attracts what sort of client?
9: Oh, quite a range, actually. Um, We have everything from all ages, backpackers, young children, babies. One of our very first charters back in six six years ago was a family with a three-month-old baby. and then right up to a group of Japanese ladies who were fiddles, fiddles, 86 years old.
8: So oh, brilliant.
9: It, it, um, it just absolutely varies across the ranges. It's generally a fairly active cruise that we do with lots of snorkeling and paddleboarding water activities. But it's a really great trip that you can choose what you want to do. So there's as much yeah. or as little as you like whatever suits
1: you well back in back in the olden days back decades ago American writer Zane Gray visited that area and what he found was swordfish uh, are there any swordfish still in the area
9: yeah I believe so a little bit further out to sea than in the bay itself but um, they're a deep sea fish and yeah absolutely the, the um, deep sea fishing and the marlin fishing is very popular around here at the right
0: season does which your, I believe has come out Does your yacht, Kopiko, venture far from the Bay of Islands?
9: Not generally. I mean, we'll take it on private trips here and there. We actually did take the boat down to Auckland for the America's Cup last year, which was fantastic. Um, So, yeah, we do trips here and there, but it's very busy doing charters across the season, right through to the end of May, and we have the winter off um, until October. So, yeah, I guess the the best sort of trips that we can give are our day trips around the Bay of Islands because there's so much variety here. Um, but, yeah, there's always um, options for us to go a little bit through their field if we wanted to take some time off. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, everybody thinks of charters like the um, Bravo Reality Series Below Deck. Do you ever watch that program?
9: Uh-huh. uh-huh. I did. I actually watched it many years ago, actually, when we were, well, I'm going to say probably eight years ago now. Does anything happen
1: like that on your boat, your boat? Uh,
9: (laughs) Not quite the same, I would say. We've got a very small crew, skipper and crew on the day. um, But, yeah, there's plenty of antics that go down on those boats. (laughs) So, in there, yeah.
0: (laughs) Rachel, when you expected your child, did you envisage... How it would work out on the yacht does it make many differences
9: yeah um i guess that we always wanted to have our little boat babies that we could go cruising with um and yeah i guess we get to find out a little bit more because gets a bit older and start picturing around so it's definitely nice to be able to be here today while we've just had the day off on our charters and doing maintenance to get like, feel your way around the boat with her, so that's really good.
0: And what a day off. But the last few days have been a bit rough in the Waikato. How has it been? How about on the Bay of Islands recently, the last week?
9: Just great, actually. We've had brilliant weather. Um, There's always a little bit of rain on the forecast somewhere, but it hasn't actually come through, so we've managed really, really well. It's been great.
0: So Luke's hard at it on the maintenance a never-ending process on a, an ocean-going yacht, no doubt.
9: That's right, yeah. We, we certainly have got something almost daily to be done or get done, um, but today is a bit of a bigger day as well. So the guys are in the water having a look at the house, making sure everything's got under there, and we've had radio surveys and all sorts of stuff. So
0: Tip-top condition for the tourist season.
9: Absolutely. Bright and sparkling. It's our little super yacht.
0: And coming to the naming of your child, Hayesel, a name that's existed many generations before, were there any other close contenders that you abandoned for any reason?
9: We had uh, another name that was given to us by Luke's niece and nephew, who wanted to name the baby while I was still pregnant. They wanted to give it a name, so it was Sage. And um, it was a very close second, that name. We actually kept calling her Sage because we've heard it so much, Um, and we haven't quite decided, but we might give that her middle name just yet. Yeah.
0: Never considered the name of the yacht, because it means, after all, to meander.
9: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to wander, to meander, um, to zigzag. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been quite nice (laughs) to think about that. I'll think about that for the next one.
0: Well... (laughs) Yeah, you're certainly futuristic in uh, <laughs> planning <laughs> business uh, succession plans, I think they call it. A bit, really a bit dry. Yes, we <laughs> wish you well this season, Rachel Biggins and Luke Treadwell, your husband, hard at work on the yacht, Copico. Don't forget Hazel. Oh, and Hazel, yes.
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mustn't miss out, Hazel. <laughs> She'll oh. be taking a dominant part in oh, the family.
9: Whoa.
1: She's going to steal the hearts of everyone on board, I'm sure. Hey, happy sailing to your fa- fa- friends and family.
9: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: It's, it's a pleasure. Thank me. you.
9: Okay, have a great day. Bye.
5: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose.
1: Oh, the immortal voice of Nat King Cole and Mel Torme's The Christmas Song.
0: The warning that went to waste. For all the pomp and importance directed to training a modern military machine to respond to a foreign threat... It must have failed the United States in the weeks before Japan unleashed its attack on Pearl Harbour in Hawaii, where the Americans based their Pacific fleet. Consider this that surfaced after the war, a warning from the Chief of Naval Operations to the Commanding General in Hawaii. Japanese future action unpredictable, but hostile action possible. We remember that at this time the United States was at peace with Japan. If hostilities can't be avoided, the United States desires that Japan commit the first overt act. This policy should not be construed as restricting you to a course of action that might jeopardize your defense. Prior to hostile Japanese action you are directed to undertake such reconnaissance and other measures as you deem necessary, for these measures should be carried out so as not to alarm the civilian population or disclose intent. Top secret, that message went out, only for the eyes of the most senior officers nearly 81 years ago. Ten days later, on December 7th, 1941, just coming up the anniversary, Imperial Japan launched its devastating surprise attack, severely crippling the United States Navy fleet based there at Hawaii, killing about 2,300 servicemen and 60 civilians. From the pages of world history. Next in the program will be a young lass... ...who fell in love with words. will be joined shortly by Shima Jack of Dunedin. Yes, here's a song from
1: 1941. Cliff Edwards, I Can See an Elephant Fly.
7: <laughs> Did you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> well, I seen a horse fly. <laughs> I seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I seen a house
8: fly.
7: <laughs> <laughs> see, I seen all that too. I seen a peanut <laughs> stand. Heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye. But I'll be done seeing about everything when I see
9: an elephant fly. What'd you say,
2: boy?
7: I said, when I see an elephant fly. I seen a front porch swing. Heard a diamond ring. I seen a polka dot railroad tie. But I'll be done seeing about everything when I
3: see an elephant fly.
10: (laughs)
1: Just an aside. For years afterwards, many people blamed Hirohito the Emperor, but it was him. Sorry, it was his generals and admirals who. I think. Uh, I think uh, people would see Hirohito as um, not to blame for many of uh, the Japanese rules. He was above. It was his generals and admirals and people like Tojo and others who... Anyway, that's my aside. That is uh, from Cliff Edwards. He was the the voice of Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio, of course. Well, the Founders Theatre, May 21, 1973. Andy Stewart, Jimmy Blue and his band, Ron Dale and Alex Morrison. The show uh, was um, brought to New Zealand by Kerrigodeon Jodian. And of course J.C. Williamson Jimmy Blue, born Glasgow, 1929 His association with Stuart went back to 1961 He died in 1999 Of course Stuart, his birthday is coming up at the end of this month
7: Just come down from the Isle sky, Skye. I'm no living big, and I'm awful shy. And the lassies shout when I go by. Down the prairies of Let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low. Through the streets and MacIntyre go. All the lassies say hello. Down the prairies of a lassie took me to a ball, and it was slippery in the hall. And I was feared that I would fall, but I had me on my trousers. Let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low, through the streets in my kit I'll go. All the lassies say, hello, Donald, where's your cruisers? Now I went down to London town, and I had some fun in the underground. The ladies turned their heads around, saying, Donald, where are all trousers?" <laughs> let the wind blow high, let the wind blow Through the streets in my kilt I'll go. All the lassies say hello. Down at where's your throws? The way the kilt is my delight. It is not wrong, I know it's right. The islanders would get afraid if they saw me in the throws. The wind blow high, let the wind blow low. Through the streets in my kilt I'll go. All the lassies say hello. Down at where's your throws? The lassies want me, everyone, well, let them catch me if they can. You can't hit the bricks up a hill and the man, and I don't wear the trousers. Let the wind blow, high, let the wind blow low, low, through the streets and my kit they'll go. All the lassies say, hello, Donald, where's your trousers. Donald, where's your trousers. Donald, where's your trusers? Oh, well, that's the way we sing the song in Scotland. But, of course, the song might have more international appeal, sung something like this. One, two, three, four. Oh, just come down from the Scott, I'm over, shy. The lassie when i go by. I wait let the wind
1: Through the streets I Oh, the
7: lassie shall go by. Wait oh man, I got a rock and roll. I gotta
1: move it and do it to save my
4: soul.
7: Grab your Go, go, go. Hey don't know. Hey don't Hey don't. Hey, just a minute. What are you doing there, man? I'm rocking it, man. Man, I'm really moving it, man. Well, just you stop rocking it and moving it, man. The song should be sung just exactly like this. Ah, she has come down from the airless sky, i the in the mock will and the lassies shout, when I go by, Donald, where's your cruisers? Let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low, through the streets in the ditch i go, all the lassies say hello, Donald, where's your cruisers? Donald, where's your to tru-
1: Yes, more memories of the Founders Theatre coming up very, very shortly after our next guest. Donald, where's your truces, uh, late Andy Stewart? Shema Jack
0: of Dunedin fell in love with words as a youngster, not only listening to, but writing words that set her apart from other students, a teacher's dream. Her natural talent springs from preschool times when pen, put to paper produced imaginative pictures in her mind, stories and poems falling like the petals of the ancient Korean's Mugunghwa blossom from her keen imagination. For two years in a row, Shima Jack wins the secondary school division of the Sargison Prize, a contest judged among others by Dame Fiona Kitman with 165 entries in this year's secondary schools division. Congratulations, Huma. Thank you very much. And looking to the future, <laughs> you won't stop writing, we suspect?
11: No, definitely not.
0: What are your ambitions, your ambitions to succeed in this craft? And it is a craft, isn't it? Not everyone has it.
11: Uh, I do believe that it's craft. Um, I have heard the stereotype before that it's... Um, innate. I don't believe that. I think everything can be learned. Um, uh,
0: but, uh, others in your yeah. family, uh, they're equally uh, <laughs> articulate with words.
11: Um, my mother read a lot growing up. Um, she grew up in China and she would read translated versions of classics. So she would read uh, classic Russian literature. Um, but no, my my dad actually worked um, as a lecturer in physics, so um, no writers in my family.
1: <laughs> well, you've got a good reading knowledge. Um, you are a fan of the Korean author Bora Chung, and of course, the novel called "Cursed Bunny." Tell us about Cursed Bunny.":
11: Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, that was something I was reading recently. <coughs> uh, it was a collection of short stories. they're translated from Korean. Um, basically what I I, uh, they kind of reminded me of folk tales so they were folk tales with a modern twist to comment on an aspect of society often um, to a disturbing extent it was very interesting
0: you're close Shima to the big decisions that affect the lifespan of almost all of us those that relate to your education the opportunities in life to follow Where are you at at the moment?
11: In terms of uh, education?
0: At what your plans are, yes, in education, in work, in any ambition you may hold.
11: Um, I'm definitely planning to go to university. Um, Currently I'm looking at doing a dual major in English literature and also either zoology or biological anthropology. yeah definitely interested in pursuing higher education
1: your your hometown of dunedin what's good about dunedin give us a few pointers if people want to come and visit dunedin in the summertime what's good about it
11: oh what's good about dunedin um we have a hidden art culture we do have one it is there uh small but we're a small city um it's uh we have lovely beaches uh we have Lots of
1: uh, outdoor walks nearby. Um, Yeah. Hey, one one thing about Dunedin we all know it's of course a Scottish town. It's got Scottish memories with Robert Burns and his nephew. Are you going to celebrate Hogmanay or New Year at uh, at later this month?
11: Um, I haven't before, but I'll I'll definitely keep it in, in mind. It would definitely be very interesting.
0: The University of Otago, it's where you'll be a student, and it has a reputation. It's a very old one in terms of New Zealand. What are you looking forward to about the campus?
11: Um, actually, this year I took two papers early at the University of Otago, so I took an English literature paper and a zoology paper um, while doing my high school studies. Um, The campus is very beautiful, the Clog tower um, and the river running through it. It's (laughs) got lots of great places to study.
0: When you compete against so many others, 165 entries in this year's secondary schools division of the Sargison Prize, that that really is (laughs) extreme competition, don't you think?
11: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Often I don't, I try not to think about it too much uh, before entering.
0: How did you notice that your entry might differ from others? Are there things that make yours separate from the common themes that people adopted?
9: Um,
11: I don't think so. I don't. I think that um, what I enjoyed about reading some of the other entries was the very clear ties to um, personal life that all of the entries of these young people had were, were very personal and based on their own experiences, which I really loved. And I tried to um, use that in my own work as
1: well. You're coming our way to the University of Waikato, for a one-week summer writing residency at the University of Waikato. What do you know about Hamilton City? Ever ever been here?
11: Actually, um, I'm not uh, taking up the residency this year, which is part (coughs) of the prize. I I took it up last year, and I came to Hamilton for a week last year um, and um, went through the mentorship. But this year, I've decided to pass it on to the second place
0: Winner. Well, that's very...
1: you so will
11: be coming up in my place.
0: That's very noble
1: of you. Well, yeah. well, closer to home, of course, in Pihar, we've got Leanne O'Brien. Have you met Leanne?
11: Yes, I did meet Leanne. She's absolutely lovely. Um, a really just stunning human being.
0: When it comes to writing poetry, it may be easy for you, but most... We don't know where to begin, but does it matter very much in the format that poems of a modern creation follow?
11: I, I don't think so. I um, For me, poetry is difficult. I do find it difficult. Um, I think there's a lot of thought that has to go into it, a lot of reworking, a lot of patience. Um, in terms of where to start, I, I think anything at all, no matter how small, that sparks your interest, um, about yourself or about other people around you. I think, um, kind of exploring a, a curiosity about that through poetry is, um, helpful for me.
1: You're, you're a Chinese New Zealander. Uh, were you a bit of a child prodigy?
11: <laughs>
1: or did um, you just work hard?
11: Uh, a, a, a prodigy at writing? Yeah. Um, I I don't I definitely was no prodigy. I read a lot when I was young. Um, I read a lot of books, a lot of, all the all the children's books. I read them, um, and so that probably helped with my language ability when I was young. Um, and I just I just found it fun, so I kept doing it. Uh, the other thing which probably helped me to be motivated to write at such a young age was I read a children's um, poetry and writing magazine called Stone Soup, it's an American magazine, and to read the writing of other young people um, was really inspiring to me, I think, at that age to, to be like, well, I can do this too.
1: Well, your prize is named after a person that has links with Hamilton City, Frank Sargentson. Have you any? Have you read some of the works of Frank Sargentson?
11: I have. Um, when I was writing for last year's competition and um, trying to teach myself how to write a short story in the first place, I read some of Frank Sargentson's works. He's a very candid, very candid writer. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Hemingway, but um, also wrote extremely personally about and directly about New Zealand life.
0: You obviously are uh, an individual, Shema, who thinks and cares about others. In looking back over how reading, writing had added to your life, you're anxious to encourage others to follow into that tradition by encouragement. you formed a young writers group.
11: Yes yes I did um, last at uh, starting this year the Dunedin, uh, Dunedin Youth Writers Association.
0: What's the format for when you get together?
11: Um, so we have about at least 30 members. Maybe 35 to 40 members. Um, we, uh, so with the help of the director of the Dunedin City of Literature, Nikki Page, we are able to have a space in the Dunedin City Library every two weeks to meet, and it's, uh, everyone there is very talented and motivated, and so the session, they have lots of ideas for what they want to do in sessions, but um, something very valuable to us all, I think, was just the sharing of our work in sessions, so um, people being able to read their work out and just for everyone else to kind of hear young people's writing and enjoy it and be inspired by each other.
0: Would you care to share an example of what you might present with us?
11: I can. I have a poem here called Harvest. All right.
0: Harvest. Harvest. The airwaves are yours. Sorry? The airwaves are yours. (laughs) It's over to you. We're looking forward to hearing this,
11: this. Okay. I remember my grandmother used to make tea, milky gumbo tea that she would let me sip if I asked. I used to hate the taste. I wanted a sip because I could not have a cup. When I was little, I could imagine myself inside the mug, tiny, floating in the center of that round whiteness, the dark color of the tea rising around me, while above at the surface, the world opened like a rippling eye. When I was little, I could imagine myself climbing the grass, living in the roots of trees or in termite rooms, beneath the stillness of swamps, before I lost the negative space, the dew quiet, those grains of silence. Every day, when I make my cup of tea now, I think about how you're meant to let the tea bag sit in the hot water and soften. Let those little brown strands of tannins shiver out of the leaves in the heat. I don't have time for that. I beat it out of the tea bag with my
0: spoon. Oh, That's are brilliant!
1: So, so you're a you're a tea drinker. What's your favourite brand of tea? My
11: favourite brand, um, I think there's a New Zealand brand that I was like a green tea. Oh yes, brand that I was drinking recently.
1: I've look looking at old pictures. I know the Chinese make love making tea, and they do it in such an such an in- interesting way and um yeah no um to talk about Dunedin, of course it's um robert burns has been a big uh, mark on Dunedin over the years with his nephew who the one of the founders do you ever read robert burns
11: um i think i've read one uh, one thing of his um but no not commonly
1: yeah yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Hey, it's a pleasure talking to you this afternoon. I think that those images that you create are so original. I don't know where they came from, the inspiration. Do you think that once we're grown-ups, I mean, that's, you're in that process. And that um, do you think that uh, that maturity robs us of our imagination as years go on?
11: Um, I... I think there, it, that could be possible, but I was talking with my um, uh, my, my writing mentor, Majelic, um, and she she said something about my work which was quite interesting. She said that um, because I also have studied biological science, that that um, that analytical part of your brain that I assume comes with maturity, that kind of observational part um, came through in my writing and I think uh, the the sharpness of observation is very important.
0: Well, you're so right because if we observe an infant, which we all were, examining the worms beneath stones and things that we as adults don't Find relevant to our existence, but very much in the eyes of a two year old. For instance, you took the concept of being inside a tea mug. (laughs) Perhaps that thought occurs to others, but the difference is that they don't write it down. Your record, so far, emerging as so creative, is kept alive by you committing it to paper. Perhaps if you trusted it to your memory, one day it would be gone, lost forever.
1: I I hope in the generations to come, Shima, that you're going to be in the same class as James K. Baxter, Dennis Glover, Frank Sargerson, and other uh, New Zealand poets. Uh, you've you've yeah. got a you've got a heritage there of New Zealand
0: poets. Yeah, yeah, which is really
11: amazing.
0: I think we haven't heard the last up here in the North Island of you, Shema Jack, Dunedin.
1: Anyway, happy Christmas to you and your family and all the people in Dunedin. We, we may have listeners down there listening right at this present moment online.
11: Thank you very much. It's
1: a pleasure. It's 1.30 at three FM. Um, this is an opinion of mine. I'm getting angry. I got angry last night for the constant theft of clothing Left to for other people to wear from the Salvation Army store on Victoria Street. It is sad that you go past there at night and you see people stealing from the Salvation Army from the ground. They're taking furniture, they're taking clothes, etc. etc. This is going on weekend after weekend.
3: House,
1: well, it was popular wartime singer Gracie Fields that came to the Founders Theatre on February 19 in February 1965. Fields popular in the movies in the late 30s, Shipyard Sally, Love Life, and Laughter and Queen of Hearts. In Shipyard Sally, her 1939 movie which came a popular song. It was directed by her husband, Monty Banks. And she was at the Founders. Wish
10: me luck as you wave me goodbye. Cheerio, here I go on my way. Wish me luck as you wave me goodbye.
1: Tracy Fields, and wish me luck as you wave me goodbye. i of a
4: white Christmas
2: Just like the ones I used to know
4: Where the treetops glisten
1: That song is going to be on the charts again, like it has been for so long.
4: Your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmas.
1: Christmas, Serving Berlin's great song as sung, of course, by the one and only late Bing Crosby, Mel.
0: Oh, so well remembered by older generations. Education, some changes in our city. We have a principal chosen for Melville School Merger, which creates that college expected to open at the start of next year. Dr. Thilo Govenda, currently the deputy principal at Moransville College, at that position and that will lead the year 7 the years 7 to 13 college and he previously taught and advised on education from Ngātia to Abu Dhabi a man with <laughs> wide experience.
1: Oh, yeah. It's interesting time for sorry.
0: education. I'm sorry we are speaking of a good lady. <laughs> 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 I implied that um, it wasn't a lady, but uh, it is indeed. I,
1: yeah, I, I actually saw that article in the paper. Congratulations to um, all the teachers returning uh, in the new year because um, possibly schools are starting to close up for the summer and all the kids going to... New Horizons.
0: Dr. Tyler Govender uh, said her role will bring together the two existing schools, Melville Intermediate and Melville High School, and they will continue to run as normal next year. It's a merger of the two schools. She herself is originally from South Africa and says her formative experience during the apartheid period has informed her aspiration that the new college will rest on foundations of hope.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. And, and congratulations, because uh, before I came on here this afternoon, I was reading what was the prize winners at Fraser High. Congratulations, you guys, and all the best if you're going back to school next year and also um, moving on to university and and other Places of education.
0: St. Peter's School at Cambridge has appointed Marcus Blackburn as the new head of school, taking effect next month. Uh, Mr. Blackburn is currently the deputy headmaster and head of senior school at St. Peter's College in Adelaide, a leading an Anglican boarding and day school of 1,500 boys. <laughs> it's quite a crowd.
1: And, and, of course, coming to St Peter's School, it's, um, the allegations um, have, have arisen in the paper and the resignation of the former headmaster that uh, tarnished that school during the last couple of years. So hopefully St Peter's will be back to normal in the new year.
0: The Trust Board Chair of the school, John McGaskill-Smith, says an international search for the new position of head of school started in April and attracted many high-caliber applicants. And Mr Blackburn's appointment comes after the resignation of Executive Principal Dale Burden and Deputy Principal Yvette Williams, and that happened last year. If, uh, yes, of course, it wouldn't
1: be the first headmaster of St Peter's School from the UK. The founder, Arthur Broadhurst. Well, he had more Scottish links, but he was the founder of that particular school. Well, the 1966 Royal Variety performance at the Founders Theatre, Howard Morrison, Bill & Boyd, Max Merritt and the Meteors. Howard Morrison, a popular member of the quartet, but now going solo popular Wellington Giro, Bill and Boyd, a series of one uh, hit singles in the 60s and 70s, and Max Merritt and the Meteors, a collection of songs, and of course a solo hit, um, slipping away for the late Max Merritt. Yeah. And remember the Hal Morrison Quartet? Now here's a story full of You've heard it
5: all before It's all about me, old oh man and the game that he adored, as he kicked the ball, as he scores a try, you'll always hear me cry. Oh. An old black, he wears a silver fern. His mates just couldn't take him So he's out now for a term He'd make them all look silly As he tackled ball and all And all the girls went crazy As his hoary took his score do 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 a soccer union offered that a part in a team to go to Scotland to play against the hearts But to our dear old Papa, it was just a silly joke to kick a ball around all day was not for this old bloke. My boy, uh, I believe they gave your old man a trial. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. That's right, Howard. Well, they didn't tell me it was a dog trial. <laughs> well, a little girl came up to Dad and said so quietly, Will you please play for us, sir? A you will be. What game is this, my little girl? Why basketball a fun? And everybody heard him yell Hey, get me off, please, because <laughs> Uh, I suppose your old man's a little disappointed. Uh, his mates left him behind, is that right? Well, actually, Howard, he wasn't craving to go. <laughs> well, the old black team is leaving, and the best of luck to them. And if they find things tricky, they'll have to play like men, because the Springboks will be watching from Translo to Cape Town. The team that ain't got horries to score their last touchdown. <laughs> Oh, my old man's an old black. He wears a silver fern His mates just couldn't take him. So he's out now for a too So he's out now for us. A... they won't take my old papa. So he's out now for a... Be give him poking So he's out now. For a... so he's out now. fam. hey held There's no hories in that scrum
1: Yes the How Morrison caught Sadly none of them have are alive today. I think the last one uh, died in the last few years, Mel.
0: For four years now, the new congregation is taking root in a quiet part of Frankton's shopping precinct, near to Vinny's, and at the corner of High Street since 1929, the old Frankton Hotel. It's a part of town with character, apartments going up while homeless walk the streets below, leafy trees offer shade in summer. As most shops are shutting doors for the day, Respectful people in comfortable clothes converge on a narrow former shop in Commerce Street, only to disappear within. Up a flight of stairs, a landing gives way to where lights are low. The decor mod, Christian music spilling out, identifies this as the place of worship. It's where Pastor Patelli preaches to his people. Pastor Patelli solo today... He pauses in his busy day, which ironically is also the biblical day of rest, to recall Sundays of his youth in the islands of the Pacific.
8: Good afternoon, Pastor.
0: Good afternoon, Pastor. Tell us about when you were a boy and what was life like on Sundays in the church family of your island.
12: Thank you very much. Um, when I grew up in the island as a boy, as a young boy, I was uh, very committed to church. And uh, every Sunday we have to be in church. Oh. It's our routine as a part of the culture. We have to be in church on Sunday.
1: If you didn't go to church, sir, did uh, did you get beaten? Sorry sir. If if you didn't go to church, were you told off by your aunties and have a stick around your bottom?
12: Uh, yes, absolutely sir. Uh there are times uh, the village council will um um allow the young men or the chiefs to come around and check your house. And if you're not going to church, they will uh you know uh give you a fine. That's of, yeah, it's more of a compulsory um, uh, practice for the culture to be in the house of the Lord every Sunday.
0: <laughs> if we jump down the years of your life, a decade ago, ten years ago, in Christchurch, something set a new direction for worship. It begins when a couple's magnetism attracts others to their mission and outreach. Yes,
12: sir. Um... My spiritual father, uh, the apostle, uh, he is the one who uh, married to uh, Caucasian or the Kiwi, and he's actually uh, originally from Nigeria, and then he got a vision from the Lord, and the vision is to changing family, changing generation, and um, and the vision was also a part of the ministry light of all nations. So and that's where we started. So for me, um, coming over from the island, uh, I was looking for a place to worship, but this place when I uh, are committed. The Lord has changed me and that's where the Lord called me to come down here in Hamilton and serve him in the ministry.
0: What commitments do people wishing to worship as Christians in the church of the light of all nations make to walking yes. the talk?
12: Mm, yes sir. Uh, we have to uh, walk according to the righteousness of God and according to the laws of the Lord in the Bible and whatever God said is a degree for Christians to live with it and walk with it because I know the Bible says uh, when we seek the Lord and his righteousness the kingdom and his righteousness all things will be added to us
1: Are you followers of the King James Bible?
12: Uh, Absolutely Uh, I don't actually say I'm a follower of King James Bible but you know every word is from the Lord so in any translation I can use
0: Do you face challenges personally to help the homeless, the downtrodden, a generation delving into drugs, dispossessed or despondent?
12: Yes, sir. We have a lot of homeless coming into the church. And also we have drug people, uh, drug dealers, uh, gang members. Uh, We have managed to uh, put them in the house and train them from the low uh, level of their life where they... You know about to quit in life and then we have also uh, encountered young people the young people on the streets so we put them in and then there's heaps of them so we help them and then we put them in house and we also uh, help their growth in the Lord and also we help them financially to make sure that they are, are taken care of in every basic needs.
0: As a pastor you would be concerned that anything that's done in the name of the church of God should be done well how can people be sure they are able to counsel?
12: Um, as a matter of fact, uh, people come in, you know, uh, they encounter the Lord. So we introduce them to encounter Jesus, which is the main person that needs to encounter through the Holy Spirit and the conviction of the Holy Ghost. And from there, we have seen a lot of change through the life of many. Mm-hmm. And Even up until today, uh, I've seen people walk with God uh, according to, you know, teaching uh, and also uh, the Word that is teaching in the house. And the anointing of God is seeing massive miracles, and wonders in the house. And we've seen the person of God.
1: Well, it's it's great. But on the sporting side, I've seen in the last few weeks, you and your Tongan brothers out on the streets in their cars, waving flags, making noise. Yes. Lots of noise. Were you with them?
12: No, I wasn't with them, to be honest. Uh, I, as a man of God, I have, to, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes.
0: the noise yes. you make is in the oh. hymns.
12: Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Uh, you know, to be honest, uh, we grew up, we always celebrate in, a, in our culture, we celebrate in a silent way. Yeah. But the new generation is bringing a different kind of yeah. celebration. It is. Know? Yes. Yes.
1: On a day like on a day like today, you're all dressed in white. You looked lovely, and I, I I hope church went all right today.
12: Exactly, people are dressed like sheep on Sunday, but the whole week they always do what they want. They never <laughs> follow the word of the Lord. Uh, yes, of course, I wasn't you know in the parade, but I was you know cheering from from my own you know country, from you know behind the scenes, because I know God is, is still there. He can hear us. You know, in our hearts, and you know, the way we, we cheer for our team. <laughs> yes, so <Yeah. laughs>
0: you worship on Sundays. What about days during the week? Does the church get organized for any activities?
12: Yes, thank you very much, Megan. Yes, we have a, a program on Wednesday called uh, Extraordinary Class or Empowerment Class where we teach the Bible for the new beginners, uh, new people that they never uh, believe in the gospel of Christ and also we uh, um, also have session with the young people that they are ready to marry you know preparing to get married and uh, friday we have the prayers where we come in prayer well and, uh,
1: well a- we're going to yeah. celebrate a we're going to celebrate a birth in a few weeks time you're getting ready for christmas
12: yes sir we are preparing for christmas we're also preparing for i mean uh, for the community we are preparing kids they're ready to go out and get out for the community as well sir. So.
0: And how do we find your church in Hamilton, Pastor Patelli Solo?
12: Yes, we are on Facebook as well, uh, Light of All Nation Hamilton, or a.k.a. Heaven Town. I call it in a, you know, in a spiritual name, Heaven Town. So it's a Heaven Town. <laughs> Wherever come, anytime you come in Common Street, it's a Heaven. <laughs>
0: heaven Town. That's it's what it hopefully will be for many. A yes, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure speaking to you, sir.
1: Have a great Sunday. You, I, do you do you have, do you have another do you have another service later today?
12: No sir, we only have one service today. Thank you very much.
1: It's a pleasure. And happy christmas to you and your congregation.
12: Yeah, you too sir. Have a lovely christmas.
1: It's 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 a, it's a pleasure. Coming up, we'd going to get some words in from Dwayne and then Trevor. Change of plan. Trevor is next. five minutes to two, the Royal Guardsman on Snoopy's Christmas.
6: Happy Christmas, my friend. Yeah, same likewise. It sneaks up on you pretty quick Christmas, I must admit. This is normally several months away and then weeks and now it's almost here as it is. You would have heard the big noise coming out of Garden Place from your place yesterday. Uh, no. What noise was
1: that? Oh, there was um, singing, there was dancing <coughs> and costumes and Oh, oh, no, it didn't quite. Reach anyway, that. I, I haven't been listening to much talk back this week, so what's been happening in your.
6: Well, talk about what's been on the news about police traces and all that and fatalities resulting from high speed tracing. Now, I've mentioned this before in the radio. But, uh, remote demobilizer. Now, the technology is already there. We use it to unlock cars, to set alarms on your car to operate a TV, a video recorder, a player, all done by remote devices. So I can not understand why they can't fit these devices in police cars. So when they're chasing someone, they aim it at the car and press the remote, and all, all cars would, by law would have to have a, a remote to, device receiver so when they press it, the car becomes immobilised as tracing, so the car just rolled to a stop. I mean, it's quite common sense, and I don't know why nobody's picked up on that.
1: Well, I've heard a few rumours, and people People talk, and they say the police don't want to face a 600-pound gang member. 600-kilo gang member. Oh, well, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. That's, that's well, that's... Elephant. <laughs> yeah, but 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 basically, some of those gang members are pretty broad, and uh, I don't yeah. think the police wanna, want to want uh, to have a conversation with them. And what you see on Police Ten Seven amazes me sometimes. And you, you you look at some of the photos of the people wanted,
6: do not approach. Yeah, you begin to wonder. Oh, there's a lot of dangerous ones out there actually, and it's a place p- that, are, uh, particularly if they are, are working alone at night. And they pull someone up and they won't know until they get to the window of the car, the side window, who they're going to deal with. Yep. Hey, Trevor, thank you. You will have
1: another comment from you next week. I had a request last week. Our friend of the show, J.D., he has been going nuts over this song because we are going to play a little bit of it before we go at 2 o'clock. He just kept reminding me last week when I was talking to him off air, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Because you saw the painting last week Oh yes. that. that was a sketch actually But yeah, I yeah, can see it, yeah He's been doing a lot of studies he's in into trains, he's in into boats So we'll leave you with Gordon Lightfoot And the song, The Wreck Of the Edmund Fitzgerald Spot you later It's coming up two o'clock
13: The legend lives on From the Chippewa on down At the big lake they call Gitchagooey the lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side Coming back from mill in Wisconsin As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most With a crew and a good captain well-seasoned Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they been feeling
1: Oh, just a reminder that uh, this afternoon at um, 5 o'clock Our friend Paul will be interviewing candidates for the Hamilton West by-election That's this afternoon at 5 o'clock So, Paul Barlow, I don't know who he's interviewing this afternoon But listen at 5 here at 3FM 89.0
13: 7 p.m. a main hatchway we had been, he said, fellas, it's been good and oh yeah The captain wired in, the had water coming in And the
0: good ship Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.